0: KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media. Reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Your Oklahoma City Thunder... Getting the victory in overtime over the juggernaut known as the Charlotte Hornets. My name is Chisholm Holland. I'm joined along today by Matt Burton for your Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Oklahoma City 104, Charlotte Hornets 102. The Thunder again appro- improved to 500 on the season at 15-15, and 4-9 15, 15 and 15, on the road. A giant game from Chris Paul in the clutch. Another big game from Stephen Adams all over the place. The man, the myth, legend himself, though leading the way for the Thunder in scoring. Shea Gilders Alexander with 27 tonight. As I mentioned, this is a Thunder first take post game show here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa, Tulsa. Me and Matt Burton have everything covered for you here on this post game show, and we'd love to hear from you. So give us a text at 88474. Type the word Texas space and your message. As well as hit us up on Twitter at at Chisholm Holland at Matt underscore Burton 22 and at Franchise OK. But Oklahoma City was on a four-game win streak heading into last night. They fall to a Memphis Grizzlies team that is, I don't know if trying to intentionally lose is the right word, but they're not exactly trying to field a winning roster either. They fall to a Memphis team on an off night from John Moran, but they come back on a night of a back-to-back. I googled it. They traveled 1,094 miles They lost an hour, and they still found a way to get an overtime victory met over the Charlotte Hornets. What stood out to you tonight in this uh, rigorous game? Um, I'm a fan of three point shooting,
1: so this was an awful, not a good game. Awful game game to watch. Um, Neither team could make threes. Neither team uh, shot well from the three point line. Thunder shot a nice 16. Yes, 16% from the three-point line, 5 of 31, and the Hornets shot 17.9%, 7 of 39, but started off 0 of 18, so not a great shooting night um, from everyone, but I, I feel like there were stretches in the first half where they went small, and Steven Adams... Just ate them alive. They they couldn't they couldn't do anything.
0: Yeah, there were stretches in this ball game where Marvin Williams was playing center for the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know if you're not an NBA hole like myself. I don't know if you're how familiar you are with Marvin Williams's game. Homeboy's not a center, nope. and he should not be guarding Stephen Adams. Uh, but he was for large stretches this game because sadly Charlotte is dealing with some uh, with some injury problems. Yeah, Marvin Williams six eight guarding Stephen Adams at two thirty seven down in the paint did not work out. I will say we saw some funky lineups from Billy Donovan tonight. Uh, they closed the game with the three-point guard lineup, which we've seen a whole lot of. And if you're not a fan of analytics, let me tell you, analytics love Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, and Shea Gilge-Alexander on the floor at the same time. We saw those three guys with Terrence Ferguson and Steven Adams basically close from about six minutes left in the fourth quarter all the way through the end of overtime. Those were the, the five players on the floor. A little bit of a... Small ball lineup, except for four guard. It's a little bit almost Houston Rocketsy. Four yeah. guards and a true center. Uh, so Billy getting a little creative with the uh, with the Hornets, who are forcing him to because they are playing some obscure lineups as well. I think you are. Uh, I think you skipped over probably the best
1: lineup that the Thunder have ever Oh, put hey, out.
0: we did see Chris Paul, Dennis Schroder, Lou Dort. Yep, and uh, and uh, Deontay, Deontay Burton, Burton with Stephen Adams or Orleans Noel
1: actually. Nerlens Noel, yes, that was probably my favorite lineup. Uh, that I've ever seen. Dort-Burton that I've ever seen. is
0: an incredible pairing. Oh, it's, it's really it's, hard it's to tell who's who.
1: It's all hustle. It's all hustle and wide shoulders. Exactly. All hustle, wide shoulders, and you know what you're going to get. You're not going to get a whole that lot three of shooting. three-point shooting. You're not going to get a whole lot of shooting. A lot of rebounding. But but a lot of heart. A lot of
0: hustle. Grit. A lot of grit. Just a tough... They brought their lunch pails tonight. They did bring their lunch pails tonight in Oklahoma City. As I said, I mean, they traveled a long way in this one. 1,094 miles. Again, I Googled it, so I know the exact number. Back-to-back, you don't see a whole lot of those anymore in the NBA. The NBA tries to do their best uh, to find a way to get those back-to-backs a little bit closer, but not in this, not in this case. It went from Oklahoma City all the way to the East Coast. They seemed a little sluggish in stretches. Offensively, they came out, uh, and they looked fine. That, that's how I would describe the first half on the offensive end. Fine. Not, not below average, but not exactly great either. Defensively, I thought they played extremely well in the first half. They struggled in the second, second half, and that shows Terry Rozier... Who uh, became a laughing stock this summer when he's essentially traded for Kimball Walker. Right. I mean, people were rolling their eyes and going, Okay, you went from you know Kimball Walker, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier had twenty six tonight on eighteen shots, was big time uh, for the offense of the Charlotte Hornets. Malik Monk, who I was a big fan of going into the draft, four points off the bench. So uh, that goes to show you that I am yeah. not always
1: right. Yeah. I will I will back you up on that. I was also a huge fan of Malik Monk. I wanted the Thunder to draft him so bad. Uh, he did not make it. Down I was so thunder, convinced but.
0: that he was the next Lou Williams. Same, so I,
1: same. I said Jamal Crawford. Yeah, wow. And they're pretty much the same guy. So I was like, and I think they are the same part guy. Of me, I'm so I'm so stubborn that I feel like even tonight he had four points. I was like, you know what? If he just still like buys in, like
0: it's still there. He's still young. He could he, still be Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams off the bench. Oklahoma City 104, Charlotte Hornets 102. Uh, just in case you're also curious, why the heck are they talking about Thunder basketball, not the Oklahoma State game? Oklahoma State 14, Texas a 24, 114 left in that one. Second and goal for the Cowboys. So hopefully a touchdown here and what I would assume be an onside kick following closely if you're curious of an update on that game. All right, let's round down the box score very quickly here for the Oklahoma City players. Uh, and then we'll do Charlotte in the next segment as well as the player of the game and around the association as we do every time here on the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Darius Baisley... Got the start. Danilo Gallinari obviously going to be out for this entire road trip. He's not going to play again until next week. So Darius Basley starts at power forward tonight. He played 22 minutes, 0 of 7, 0 of 3 from the 3 po- or 0 of 6. I'm sorry, from the three point line at six rebounds, one assist, one block, four personal fouls. He had three personal fouls, and it felt like at tip off. It felt like they tipped the ball off, and Darius Baisley had three personal fouls. He struggled tonight on the defensive end, which has really been one of his calling cards early in the season. Is his defense? He struggled tonight in Charlotte. Uh, he struggled offensively as well. over uh, for 7, uh
1: 0 for six from the three point line. I still, man, I still really love Baisley. Sure, my dad had the perfect analogy for Baisley in that he was—he's a puppy dog whose whose paws are a little bit. They haven't. He hasn't grown into his paws. His paws are a little too big. A little, a little too big. For I him. have a puppy dog at home now. I can tell you that's true. There you go. It is true. It happens. They, they trip over their feet sometimes, but with him, it's you know you can see what he's trying to do. You can see what he's trying. Uh, to accomplish. He makes some some good plays, but the end product just isn't there. He doesn't have that, that crafty veteran finish or anything like that. He's still a rookie, still a young guy, and uh, trying to trying to take the place of someone who puts up 20 a game and
0: can shoot it well from the outside like Gallinari is uh, kind of tough. Uh, I'm, we're going to breeze through a couple of these relatively quickly because they're a big talking point for the rest of the game. We'll take our first time out. Terrence Ferguson, uh, though, is another one that we probably need to briefly mention. He went 0-3 from the floor, oh three from the three-point line. Twenty-nine minutes, zero points. Uh, again, this is me cranking the siren of. I get that Terrence has played a couple of good games here and there, but overall, I'm starting to become a little panicked of what's going on with Terrence Ferguson and his progression as an NBA player because he looks the same, if not worse. Um, than I he would did say last worse. Year. Uh, So Terrence Ferguson has a lot to figure out for sure. Steven Adams, 34 minutes, 6 of 9 from the field, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 2 turnovers, 2 personal fouls. 14 points he was all over this box score tonight for Oklahoma City he was huge in the center and as we mentioned taking advantage of a mismatch down low because frankly Charlotte did not have enough centers to match up with Steven Terrence or sorry Chris Paul tonight the man of the hour in the first fourth quarter 35 minutes 6 of 20 from the field 0 of 6 from the three-point line one offensive rebound six defensive re- rebounds tonight for Chris Paul six assists and one steal on 16 points Shaqil's Alexander, the leading scorer for your Oklahoma City Thunder, just barely over Dennis Schroeder. 10 of 17 from the floor, six of eight from the free throw line, four rebounds, 27 points from the floor, and the leading man off the bench, Dennis Schroeder himself. 10 of 17, three of eight from three point line, 35 minutes, one of four from the free throw line. A little bit of an odd number here from Dennis. We've seen his free throw shooting dip off here recently. Two rebounds, three assists, twenty-four points on the bench. He was stellar as usual besides the three point or besides the free throw line. A little bit of an update here. Oklahoma State scores with 104 left in this one. Right up the center with Brayden Johnson on a little tunnel screen. So that's gonna push it, what I assume. Bowering an extra 21-24 with 104 left in the 4th. I think we're going to see an onside kick here from the Oklahoma State Cowboys. The extra point is good. So that's kind of your box score here from Oklahoma City. We'll dive into that a little bit more. We'll give out a player of the game so we can highlight a couple of these guys. This is Chisholm Holland and Matt Burton here on the First Take Thunder postgame show on 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Thunder First Take postgame show. Chisholm Holland and Matt Burton. At Chisholm Holland, at Matt underscore Burton22. 22 Live and local here in Oklahoma City and Tulsa following a Thunder victory 104-102 in this one. It wasn't ugly. It wasn't pretty. It was actually pretty ugly. But Oklahoma City still found a way to get a victory in overtime over the Charlotte Hornets. We went through the box score in the first segment, kind of told you the stats and the story of the game a little bit through the numbers. But let's talk about what our eyes saw tonight, Matt, and kind of what we can take away from this one. Shea Gildas-Alexander along with Chris Paul. Took the reins in the fourth quarter in this one. Uh, Oklahoma City had a 16-point lead at one point. Uh, looked like they were going to run away with it, but allowed Charlotte to climb back into it, and ha- who Charlotte had a five-point lead in the fourth quarter. But like I said, Chris Paul and Shea Gildas-Alexander began to take the reins of this team, claw their way back into it, take the lead, push the game into overtime, and then close it out in style.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shea, don't listen to Jerry Ramsey. He'll he'll try to get you to to hate Shea Gilgis alexander And not believe... And not believe in the hype that is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, Wait, this guy's legit. What, is this a thing? Oh, it's a thing.
0: What's it's what's a his, thing? He'll probably deny it.
1: He'll probably deny it. Oh, that he's not gonna be like the guy. He'll just be some guy for the Thunder. He he won't he won't be okay. He won't be you know what that's a that's a thing that you could say out right. Lab. He won't be the superstar for the for the Thunder. Okay, all right. So um, I tend to disagree. And it's nice, like tonight, that make me disagree with that. Um, you sh- Shea, it's it's tough to tell sometimes that he's just a second year player. Sure, like he's he's he hasn't even made it through. What is this? He has not even made it halfway through his second year yet, and he's he's been on a great stretch lately. Um, I like his game. He's crafty. He looks like a crafty veteran getting to the getting to the hoop. He looks like Ginobili used to, where they're not faster than everyone, but I mean the Euro steps, and they kind of look all janky and lanky and getting to the hoop. He was the spin the, move a lot lately. Exactly, and he had a crazy Euro step tonight on, uh, unfortunately, one of the Martin twins from Nevada. One of them. Uh, We're not sure which not one. Not sure which one. Cody or Corey? I don't know. Either way. Either way, whichever Nevada twin plays for the Hornets uh, got
0: Euro stepped into oblivion tonight uh, by Shea
1: Gildas-Alexander. We
0: should have predicted this, Matt. We should have known that Shea Gildas-Alexander was going to obliterate his former team, that's right. His that former right. team is Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte actually drafted Shea Gildas Alexander uh, a couple of years ago, and then traded him to the Los Angeles Clippers. So not are... the first
1: player who's about 6'6", who got traded from the Hornets to an LA team. I'm not saying he's going to be Kobe. I'm saying yeah, you know, yeah gotcha. I'm just connecting
0: dots here. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a revenge game here. I, I had forgotten that Charlotte had originally drafted Shea and traded him to Same. Los Angeles Clippers. For Miles Bridges in a second round pick, uh, boys and girls, that did not age well. Miles, Miles Bridges, he's he's a fine player. You want to talk about somebody who's going to be a guy, just a guy. Miles Bridges is just going to he's, be a guy. He's a, he's a fine player.
1: He's but he's I mean, a
0: player in the NBA. He is an NBA player, and he will be on a roster for a few years.
1: Oh, so that's, you, tough. That's, that's tough.
0: That's tough. That's a tough trade to swallow if you're a Hornets fan. But if that doesn't just sum up the uh, the entire franchise of the Charlotte Hornets, I don't know what does. Uh, Alright, in this one, as I said, Chris Paul was clutched down the stretch. He, he is so good when it comes to dribbling from his left hand, crossing back over to his right or from his right to his left and getting a little free throw line jumper in clutch situations where it just feels like it's so predictable. And I have no idea how he gets so open. But yeah, he does it over and over again, splitting double teams and finding the space and to get buckets when they need them. And again, Chris Paul, not their leading scorer on the night, not their leading scorer on the season, But he is definitely the guy who, all right, we got to score. You know where the ball's going. It's going to Chris. And Chris finds a way to get a shot up, and they all seem to go in. He was electric tonight in the fourth quarter in overtime.
1: Yeah, he's – I said it last night, and I'll say it again. I apologize to Chris Paul for hating on him uh, when he was at the Rockets. So I apologize. I will do nothing but praise Chris Paul now. Um but the guy is—he—he is, he, he is just—you can tell—he's been in the league forever. That's why he's however many time All Star. Like it's—it's it's games like tonight. You know when you need something to happen, Chris Paul will make it happen. It seems like he can get that free throw line jumper anytime he wants to. Yeah. But sometimes he don't always think that think that's the right play. Chris Paul always knows what the right play is. It's—it's—it's it's, it's fun to watch, and
0: uh, I, I'm glad—I'm glad he's on the Thunder. Uh, as I said on Twitter tonight, mid-range jump shots are horrible shots unless you never miss them. That's Chris Paul's strategy. If I just never miss, right. I can take every every mid-range jump shot I want. Uh, that seems to be what Chris Paul is doing up until this point. He was great tonight in the fourth quarter, as I mentioned. He was 6-20 on the night overall, which is a little disappointing. Uh, but again, fourth quarter overtime, he was absolutely clutch. All right, the Oklahoma State game is final 24-21. The Aggies won. The Aggies walked away with the victory. Uh, Just happens to be the ones from Texas in College Station. So Texas A&M gets the victory there. First off, my score prediction was 27-21. Not saying I was right, but I was dang close. You are darn close. I was dang close there. Uh, Second off, Oklahoma State scored a touchdown with about 60 seconds left. Brought that deficit within four and a half points, if you catch my drift. That was a big touchdown for a lot of people out there. Uh, so
1: one Chisholm-Holland in particular? No, not. Okay. Well,
0: I had right. the under, so I was straight the whole way through. There you go. Once I saw the score in the fourth quarter, I knew I was okay. Uh, but some people out there were a little disappointed or really excited by that touchdown uh, that Oklahoma State scored the final minute. All right, so we've beat around the bush. we talked about every Thunder player that's done anything meaningful tonight in this ball game. Let's go ahead and see if we can do the Thunder play of the game. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game. Brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmund. All right, this is when we pick one player who we thought stood out, did something superior, really pushed this team up over the top, found a way to get a victory. The Thunder player of the game for you, Matt Burton, is. I will let you go with uh,
1: with the young gun if you would like, but I'm going to go with Chris Paul. Okay, for all the reasons that I just said,
0: none of the box score reasons. Because again, about if you just, two minutes ago, people are going to wake up tomorrow morning. They're going to be watching the Oklahoma State game. I don't blame yeah, you, of course. And they're just going to see the box score and they're going to say ah, that was an average game from Chris Paul. Not an no. average game from Chris Paul. It's not. Chris Paul is one of the guys that you can look, you look at his box
1: score. It does it definitely does not tell the whole story. You need to watch it and see how he he just manages the game and just seems to make the right play. Uh, it seems like every time down the court. So, and he did that in fourth quarter and in overtime when this young Thunder team needed needed plays to be made. They go to Chris Paul, the savvy
0: veteran, and he got it done. All right, this is, uh, I'll give you my Thunder player of the game after I read this stat from ESPN Stats and Info. The Hornets and the Thunder combined to shoot 12 of 70 on three-pointers tonight. Per Elias Sports, that 17.1% three-point field goal percentage is the worst combined percentage in NBA history from the three-point line with a minimum of 60 attempts. In in like ever, ever. In, in the ever. history of the NBA, in a game that has sixty-three point attempts, that has the worst shooting percentage in NBA history. There's been over two thousand four hundred games with a combined sixty-three pointers between two teams.
1: I just felt my blood pressure rise right there. That makes that that upsets me. As a former three-point shooter, the that, Thunder that, making records,
0: exactly. finding their ways to get into the record books one way or another. Good job, Oklahoma City. All right, my Thunder player of the game. Uh, I will take a combination. I'll give the guy. First off, if you're just giving this award away, it's got to be Shea Gilders Alexander, ten to seventeen from the floor, twenty-seven points, four rebounds. He had a steal late in the fourth quarter, about fifty-eight seconds left, Clutch. where he poked the ball away. Looked like he was going to go out of bounds. He jumped out of bounds and saved it and threw it into Chris Paul. An incredible play of athleticism uh, to get an extra possession for Oklahoma City, which ended up being huge down the stretch. He played outstanding. A guy we haven't talked a little bit, a lot about so far, though. Who has been red hot for a large stretch of this season? Is Dennis Schroeder, 10 of 17 as well from the floor. Both of them shooting 10 of 17. Good on them. Three of eight from the three-point line. 24 points in this one. He was. A, he he's been red hot. He, he's been so good. And I've talked a lot about Dennis because I find him fascinating on this season for Oklahoma City. I'll give him my uh, half unit of player of the game for Dennis Schroeder for these reasons. Is that Dennis has always been this guy. This game that we saw from Dennis tonight, he's always been this guy. The problem is is that he's this guy half the time, and he's Jekyll the other half. He's either all the way in or he's all the way out. He's either red hot and can't miss, or he's absent, and you forget he's on the floor, and he shoots you out of ball games. It's one or the other. This season, he's just been good Dennis, and he's been good Dennis for almost 90 days now. He's the reason this ball club is winning a lot of stretches, and I think he deserves a lot of credit now some people could say this motivation just because he doesn't want to play in Oklahoma City anymore maybe could be maybe but either way here or there Dennis who mind you was supposed to be Carmelo Anthony right do you remember when everyone wanted the Thunder to wave and stretch Carmelo Anthony for nothing yeah Let's, put, you know, let's split up his $28 million over the next four years. We'll just swallow the contract and let's keep it moving.
1: Let's take a disgruntled Dennis Schroeder because he got removed from the starting lineup in Atlanta
0: when they were bad and still bad. He got replaced by a rookie. He's not any good. Are you glad that you have Dennis Schroeder or do you wish you had that Carmelo Anthony wave and stretched on your book for the next two seasons? Right, and why do we need to talk about the reason why he's playing,
1: why he's motivated? If he wants to leave Oklahoma City... He's, he's playing great for your team right now.
0: Yeah, he is playing very don't well. Don't worry about the reason. Yeah. And actually, to his credit, he's pretty. He's one of the guys that Oklahoma City, If I don't know if anyone else is, I mean, I'm sure fans maybe don't notice this, but when I say this, they'll go, oh yeah, that's true. He's not exactly available all the time to the media. There's a lot of stretches where he's not around. It's for good reason. Dennis, Dennis says what Dennis is thinking. That's fine. Right. I appreciate that. Some other people don't. It's the, it's the German.
1: Every item, time Dennis has got me... The Germans are up front.
0: Exactly. Every time Dennis has been asked, though, about Oklahoma City, he's been very complimentary. And by very complimentary, he just basically says, I'm just glad I'm not in Atlanta anymore. <laughs> which is fine. But he's been very complimentary of Oklahoma City so far. So I don't know if he's rushing to get out the door, but that's the conclusion that people are drawing. And he has been, like I said... Red, red, hot to start this season. So you gave a full unit to Chris Paul. I gave a half unit to Shea Gilders-Alexander and a half unit to Dennis Schroeder. I will give Thunder. a uh, one unit to Deontay Burton,
1: my cousin. Shout out. He played great. Hey, played he's great. back in the rotation. Nice, he had a nice acrobatic and one uh, in the first half. Um, he's he's back, baby. It's It feels so good. He's making
0: me look stupid because after uh, the chicanery from a couple of weeks ago, I said, yeah, he's never wearing a Thunder jersey again. That guy is uh, out the door. But lo and behold, De- Deontay Burton back on the floor. He's exciting to watch for sure. He is a he is an exciting watch whenever it comes to. I'm glad he's
1: back. It was getting hard to root against Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, you can't do he's that. He's playing great. It I was getting hard to root against him. Um, but just, I mean, pick a different family. Pick a different family to come after.
0: You know? All right, this is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Matt Burton, Chisholm Holland here on 107.7, the franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9, the franchise in Tulsa. When we get back on this side, we'll do around the association. And then we'll wrap up this ball game here on the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. So keep it locked right here on the franchise. Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Chisholm Holland, Matt Burton here on the franchise. 8474. Type the word Texas space in your message. If you'd like to comment. On Oklahoma City, on, I don't know, Mike Gundy, Chris Paul, Mike Gundy. What are you feeling out there? 8474, type the word, text, space, and your message. Or hit us up on the Twitter, at Chismon, at Matt, underscore, Burton22. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, but Oklahoma City does get the win, 104-102 in overtime against the struggling Charlotte Hornets. This game does put Oklahoma City back over 500 16 and 16-15 on the year. I made the prediction that they beat over five hundred heading into the year of 2020. I will say I was counting on the win last night against Memphis, but I was also counting a loss against the Clippers, so I'll call that a wash. But it's looking like Oklahoma City has found a way to maybe be over five hundred heading into the new year, as long as they can get either a win at Toronto, which, with four of their best seven players hurt, looks a little bit more reasonable than it did a few days ago. Or Dallas at home, who just now got Luka Doncic back. So I'm going to circle that at Toronto game here on December 29th in a couple days as the possibility for Oklahoma City to crawl over 500. All right, big picture here, Matt. Yeah. 16-15. and 15. You're in the playoff picture. How are you feeling about this team? Think they should be hanging around? That's down the point of conversation, at least I've been a part of on Twitter, is should Oklahoma City essentially remain the way they are and try to make a playoff push? I say why not. I say, why? Why not try to? You're here. You're. There's
1: no expectations of winning, right? You're. You're not expecting to win the the championship, but, I mean, you get hot at the right time. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? And I don't think. Listen, people, everyone that wants to trade, everybody, they they just want the Thunder to have a fire sale. Uh, that's not going to happen uh, unless Sam Presti gets the right deal. I'm sorry, it's, he's not just going to give. Gallinari away for just something just because. He's not going to give Dennis or Chris Paul or Steven Adams away sure. just because. Just because there's a deal in place. No. Um, I do believe whenever he says that they're going to try to make a push with this squad. Uh, I don't think that they will like, like Bill Simmons today tweeted that Oklahoma City should reach into their treasure chest of first round picks and trade Baisley and someone else to try to get 3 and D guys to help this team sure. win right now. I don't think I don't think they should go that route either I think just stay pat with this team get get the eighth or the seventh seed and then just just see what happens
0: yeah uh I'm a Bill Simmons Stan right I like Bill, I, I Simmons. Like Bill Simmons as well big fan of his content like the ringer like everything they do over there in California uh that was an idiotic thing to say yes it was uh, that was an idiotic thing to say Oklahoma City's not trading away assets I have also though in the past 10 days Officially, been declaring. I've said since the summer, since almost this trade, since the Russell Westbrook Chris Paul trade happened, that Oklahoma, that Chris Paul is going to play in Oklahoma City for this entire season. I think Danilo Gallinari also might be here at the end of the season, which I think that might shock people. But there's a lot of different ways that Oklahoma City can get around this uh, to find a way to get Dennis Shrew- or sorry to get Danilo Gallinari a part of their long term plans, even if that's trading him up the road. I don't think I don't think that's crazy at all to say that Gallo will play the rest of this year.
1: Uh, if you look at the free agents class this year, and all the people opt in who you think are going to opt in, like the Anthony Davis, all these guys that you think are going to opt in, um, Gallinari is probably the best free agent. What's well, him I or mean, Fred Van Vliet. Him or Fred Van Vliet or Serge Ibaka or Mark Gasol? That's about it Oof. as far. Yeah.
0: So. Oof. So, um, a Brandon Ingram. I'm just. <laughs> that, that, this is the names that people right. are going to be picking from here. In These a few are the months. names.
1: So Gallo, he he might be the best, free, the top free agent available. Yeah. So if you could work out a sign and trade
0: with him in which the off season, is, which is what I've been saying, I think is a total possibility. Someone smarter than me named John Hamm, who is on this Thunder post game show every so often, and also on the franchise here, uh, who is a lot smarter than I am when it comes to all this stuff on the OKC Dream Team podcast, which he's a part of. This week, pitched the idea that maybe Oklahoma City signs into an extension. Go ahead and give him the contract that he's looking for right. this summer today. That would allow them to trade him during the draft or after free agency. Be a little bit easier to make a deal because teams would know how many years and how much money he's already locked up for. I don't hate that idea either, but this team either. is this team winning at the rate that it is, which let's not make it sound like they're the, you know, the 72 and 10 Chicago Bulls here, right, the 73 right. and 9 Warriors, but at the rate they're winning, they're making it harder for this front office I'm sure to make the decision to pull the plug. And ah. if if they get what is it the, the top 20 protected? Is it
1: the It's 76ers, top 20 protected. 76. So long as pick. they're not, so,
0: yeah, as long as they're not in the uh, top 5 seed in the Western Conference, they're fine. Exactly. So you could make,
1: you could make you can make, make the 7th or 8th seed be totally fine get your first round you pick and a playoff appearance. You could get and the 6th and, and a playoff appearance.
0: It'd be and great. Get, and get four home games, four uh playoff games, two playoff games at minimum at home. Exactly. Which, against the Clippers. Against the Clippers. Or maybe the Denver Nuggets. Maybe you get the Denver or Nuggets. Or maybe the Lakers. You know, okay. You know, uh, I don't know I if that's mean, really that great know. either. Uh, maybe the Denver Nuggets. That feels a little bit more obtainable <laughs> there. But either way, like I said, this team winning at the rate that it is, it is making harder on this front office to pull the plug. Eventually, it's what's on the horizon. This team is going to lose a lot of games. A lot of games over the course of a season. And I get that since we all know that it's coming just to want to get it over with. Almost like ripping off a Band-Aid. Like, let's just get this over with. Let's go ahead and lose so we can be done losing sooner. I get all that. Enjoy the winning, guys. Yes. Enjoy the fact that this is supposed to be one of the worst seasons in your franchise's history and you still might make the playoffs. Yeah, thank goodness like, like, you're, such not a gr- that, you're not the Knicks. You're not the freaking Charlotte Hornets who you played tonight. You're not the Knicks and you're not saying, how could this get
1: worse? And then it does every year.
0: Well, at least you're not the Knicks convincing yourself that you're going to uh, be amassing talent every free agency period and not getting anybody. By the way, you know the Knicks are going to get Giannis in 2000? Yeah, they were going to get KD and Kyrie.
1: They got Julius Randle and Marcus Morris. Bobby Portis, big piece. Hey, they
0: signed a bunch of guys that played the same position. All right, bunch of uh, games going on. A lot of them are final. One more still to tip off here uh, around the league. So let's go ahead and jump into around the association. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, as I mentioned a few times here, Oklahoma City 104, Charlotte 102. This game was in Charlotte. The other game's going on. Boston Celtics get the win at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 129-117. to Jalen Brown with 34 and 9 rebounds in this one. Kevin Love, who is trying his best to get out of Cleveland at 30-7. and seven. Kevin Love, I, li- I like uh, watching the trade market for him because I don't know if there's going to be very many people calling Cleveland about Kevin Love and his monstrosity of a contract, but we will see. Philadelphia goes on the road to Orlando after coming off a monster win against the Milwaukee Bucks on Christmas and lose to the Magic. 98-97. to 97. Tobias Harris, the leading scorer or well, the top performer, I'm sorry, for uh, the Philadelphia 76ers with 24-11, and 11, Nikolo Vucevic had 16-12 for the Orlando Magic. Markel Fultz still in the NBA. People forget that, but uh, did play relatively well today against his former team in what some would say is a revenge game. He went 5-10 from the floor, 13 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, the former number one overall pick, trying to find his groove again in the NBA. But a little bit of a shocking result there in the Eastern Conference with Philly following falling to the Magic. A game that Sam Mays was actually at tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks at the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't go well for the home team. Did not go well for the home team. Atlanta 86, Milwaukee 112. Especially when I tell you Giannis didn't play in this game. This was the no Giannis Milwaukee Bucks winning 112-86. to I get that Trey Young is a ton of fun, and I get that he's an Oklahoma kid, and I actually got to watch him a whole bunch in high school, and let me tell you, he's a nice kid. He's got a great basketball game. The kid has to figure out on offense, or on defense, I'm sorry. He has to. Did he get hurt? It he says he only played 15 minutes. Maybe he got injured. He might have got hurt. But I will say, again, I'm a metrics guy. I'm an advanced analytics guy, and I know people roll their eyes when they hear that, especially if you don't like those stats. But let me tell you, if you believe in analytics and you believe in metrics, which you should, Trey Young, worst defender in the NBA this year, by a lot. Makes sense. By a lot. No one expects him to be a defensive stopper. But do you have to be the worst? <laughs> do you have to be the worst? Nicholas Batum is
1: still in the league. Do you have to be the worst? I'm sure there's a minutes requirement, okay? I don't think Nicholas Batum gets as, much, as many minutes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, he gets paid, though. Good for Nicholas Batum.
0: The Indiana Pacers went on the road to the Miami Heat. Miami gets the win at home, 113-112. to 112. They improved the 23-8 and eight on the year. A little bit of a surprise here for Miami and how well they've played. Bam Adebayo. Having a massive season. Again, another guy, if you just look at box scores... You probably don't circle uh, as being one of the better players in the NBA, but if you watch these games, Bam Adebayo is outstanding. He went 8 from 10 from the floor tonight uh, with 18 points, as I mentioned, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. He's all over the place. He's one of those guys that if you look at his his offensive rating and his defensive rating, top 15 player in the league this year, if the All-Star game was tomorrow, he would be at it. Bam Adebayo. Would be in the All Star game for the Miami Heat along with Jimmy Butler. He has played outstanding this year.
1: He really has. And then it really helps whenever you can get almost twenty points a game from a guy who was in the G League last year. in Kendrick Nunn. Shout out Kendrick. Nunn. Shout out Kendrick Nunn. And then you get eighteen points from Duncan Robinson, who really didn't play until play a whole, he played a little bit at Michigan and then until his senior year. And then he played. He was one of their better players at Michigan, but. Right. i don't even think he got drafted if he did it was late second no round. no no um so whenever you're getting, getting none and robinson good, both went undrafted yeah whenever you're getting quality uh minutes and quality
0: production out of uh two guys who didn't get drafted uh it's pretty good yeah philadelphia uh sorry miami was playing philadelphia earlier in the year a few weeks ago and they were up by 24 26 some large number and at the time uh, the Miami Heat had gone on a run using three players who'd gone undrafted and two second-round picks. Mm, Pat Riley. How does he do it? How does he do it? How does Eric Spolster do it? All right, let's check. I love Eric Spolster. All right, let's check the uh, Western Conference standings and then we will wrap up here on the Thunder First Take Post Game Show as well as the OKC82 Podcast. If you're listening to this, shout out to the OKC82 Podcast listeners. Sorry, no Brady. Sorry, no Madison. They're both dying. So uh, they had to call in the the pinch hitters tonight with myself and uh, Matt Burton. But hey, you know what? Thunder 1-0 whenever we do post-game You games. know what? That's true. Just saying. We're undefeated as a post-game unit, you and I. Uh, all right, so let's check the Western Conference standings and we'll get out of here. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, a little bit of a surprise this year as far as how fast they are winning games. 24-7 and on the season, leading the Western Conference. Earlier in the year, they were the number one defensive team. I don't know if they still are currently. I don't want to take the time to look that up, but they. that's what shocked me the most is how good they have been on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, for sure. Especially with when you're playing... Majority of the time, a
1: three point guard lineup. Yes, that surprised me. And Dennis. Not really known for his defensive abilities, um, but Shea Shea is a really good defender. For especially like again, I still can't believe this guy is in the second year, in his second year. Twenty years old, man. Twenty years old, and uh, he he already plays like a veteran. So and then especially a team with uh, Danilo Gallinari playing a lot of minutes. I did not expect this team to be good defensively.
0: Yeah, they're uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are currently thirteenth in the league. Uh, they're playing pretty well on that side of the ball for sure. Denver Nuggets 21-9 and on the season. Number two, the Los Angeles Clippers are 23-10 and in third place. Obviously, they've been dealing with, well, Paul George missed because of injury. Kawhi Leonard missed because Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but they've been handling that pretty well. The Houston Rockets are a team that everyone is just acting like is imploding and they're just a dumpster fire and they can't get it figured out. And how, my gosh, how are they this bad? 21-10. 21-10. They're 21-10, and guys. Just... Just relax. Can, can everyone just pump the brakes a little bit on this is the worst team ever assembled? Am, am I the only person who does, who's not freaking out about the Houston Rockets being 21-10? and 10? They're three games out of first place in the Western Conference. Uh, Russell Westbrook, though. Yikes. Dallas Mavericks, 20-10 and 10 on the year. This is definitely a surprise team. I picked them to be the eighth seed in the Western Conference this year. And let me tell you, I'm an idiot because I should have put them way higher. Best offense in the league. Uh, they lost Luka Doncic for a week. They had the best offense in the league when he got hurt. During that seven games when he was missing, they had the best offense in the league. Still do. they? They not, not And I don't mean like totals. I don't mean their average remain. I mean, from the time he left to the time he came back, those games, just those games, Dallas had the best offense in the league. They've got something going on there with Rick Car- Carlisle and the scheme that they are running with a whole bunch of guys that no one recognizes. Maxi Kleber is playing big minutes. Right. Dwight Powell is playing big minutes. J.J. Barea, who I thought retired in, 2014, is still playing big Don't minutes. Don't say that name around here. Don't say that name. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder killer. killer. Thunder Killer, J.J. Barea. No.
1: They got did so th- you see uh, Rick Carlisle's comments last night? I did not. Um, oh, about was, the post-ups. Yes, about yes. should post-up, yeah. Uh, should post-up with uh, with Kristaps Porzingis, um, even though he's basically a taller Dirk. Sure. Can't shoot it as well as Dirk. But, sure. I mean, he's, t- he's still a good shooter. Um, and also needing to post-up. Um, that That's good, but... Christoph Porzingis is not that good at posting up. It would be different if he were 7'3 and good at posting up, like, a Shaq or somebody. If he's efficient, yeah. If he's efficient, but that's not his
0: game. Can I also say, so first off, the reason that he was saying that is because the TNT broadcast was Shaq and Barkley were just railing on him. I and mean, I like Shaq and Barkley, uh, but they missed the mark a lot. They just, they, they're a little behind with this kind of stuff, and here's my easiest way to explain it, because everyone's rolling their eyes saying, Chisholm, you don't know as much as these former NBA players. One NBA champion and one guy who didn't win a ring. True. Shut up, Barkley. Um... Here's the easiest way to explain why they're a little bit behind. If the season ended today, this Dallas Mavericks team would have the best offense in history, (laughs) the best offense in NBA history, and you're trying to give them a little bit more tips of how to be better? They're the best to ever do it. I don't think they need your advice. I'm really sorry. If you want to talk about defense, I can get behind that. Their defense isn't very good. But they have the best offense in NBA history as of today. Now, again, they have to maintain that for... Well, it be 52 more games? Right. Which, you know, they very likely won't. Right. But, up until this point, the three-point shooting from the 7-3 guy seems to be a good thing. The lack of post-ups also <laughs> seem to be a good thing, since they're the best offense to ever do it.
1: You know, if he were really good at posting it, posting up and all that stuff at 7-3, you know where, what he'd, what Rick Carlisle would have him be doing? Posting up. Probably posting up. Yeah. Probably posting if up. If he were good. I think Rick Carlisle... I, Am I giving him that too much credit and thinking that he's a good enough coach? If Kristaps Porzingis <laughs> was really good at posting up, he would have him down there on
0: the post. Probably not. Probably not. All right, last three and then we'll get out of here. Utah Jazz 19-12 and 12 on the year. They're a team that uh, struggled coming out of the gate, everyone freaked out about. But everyone forgets this. For whatever reason, the, the NBA hates Utah and they give them the worst schedule for the opening 90 days. I can't explain it. But they always have the worst schedule for the opening part of the season. And then the last 90 days of the season, they have the easiest schedule. So we're going to hit a point here where Utah's going to rattle off a whole bunch of wins. Just wait. Utah's going to be fine. Oklahoma City coming in 7th at 16-15. and 15. And the Portland Trailblazers, four games below five hundred, are in the playoffs today if they ended at 14-18. and 18. There are your Western Conference standings. As of right now, Oklahoma City currently in the 7th seed, which again, me and Matt talked about, not the worst thing to ever happen to make the playoffs. I think most people, like the Charlotte fans, would be ecstatic if they found a way to sneak into the playoffs. So, there you go. Alright, Thunder First Take post-game show here on 107.7 The Franchise. And we'll see 107.7 The Franchise. Tells them, Matt, your final thought on this one. Final thought on this one. Uh, somebody please hit a
1: three. Please, 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 <laughs> for the love of God, hit a three. That was a tough game to watch, but always good to see a Thunder victory. And I think that was a good victory. That's a, That's a tough back-to-back. That's a tough back-to-back, going from Oklahoma City to Charlotte on the East Coast. Sure, losing an hour and all that losing stuff. Losing an hour, all that stuff. So that's a tough back-to-back. That, I think uh, this is a really good win for the
0: Thunder. And especially when you add in the fact that uh, Charlotte... Oh, yeah, they stink. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Um, but neither here nor there. Here's what I'll say. Here's my final thought. It's a win. You know This win, you know what's sad about this win? Is it counts just as much as the Clippers win. It didn't the Clippers win feel a whole lot better Make you, all the fans feel a lot better about themselves. Well, it counts the same, and that's really what the NBA season is. It. It's a whole lot of mediocre wins, a whole lot of impressive wins that all count the same, and you string them together for 82 games. That's just the truth of it. And so, when well, you can get a win against a bad team, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, you take it. So, Oklahoma City trying to position themselves to be above 500 heading into January 1st of 2020. I don't know how many Oklahoma City fans would have expected that after this summer that happened. Here in Thunderland. All right. So that's the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Matt Burden, I appreciate you as always for helping Thanks, me sir. out and filling in and hosting duties tonight. You did amazing as usual. Brady Trantham, feel better. Madison Morris, feel better. Aaron Davis, feel better. Everyone get to feeling better here at the franchise so we all can come in healthy next week. But this is 107.7, the franchise in Oklahoma City. 107.9, the franchise in Tulsa. Before I sign off, I apologize. Don't forget. OU pregame starts at 7 a.m. right here, live and local in Oklahoma City with Jesse Stone, Mike Steely, Andrew Gilman, and Eddie Radosevich, who will be covering you for the Oklahoma game, followed closely by Colby Daniels, Sam Mays, and Aaron Davis. And then after that, we have the joyful group of Kelly Gregg and Jerry Ramsey with myself and Jerry and Matt Burton on the postgame show as well. The actual game itself, here on the franchise. You can listen to it on 1077 in Oklahoma City. The, if you're a Tulsa listener, you can actually listen to it on the Franchise app that you can download at any app store. Uh, it'll be streaming there. So we have you covered all day tomorrow during the Peach Bowl and the College Football Playoff. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the Franchise in Oklahoma City. All right, now that's going to do it. Oklahoma City wins 104-102. This has been the Thunder First Take game Show. With Chisholm Hall and Matt Burton, keep it locked right here on the Franchise.